Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. If you're new, Let's Thrive is a place for honest, real conversations, sometimes with a guest, sometimes just one-on-one with me, but no matter what the situation happening, (laughs) they're always guaranteed to hopefully teach you something, reflect something to you about your own life, get you thinking, or just provide comfort and ease in that knowing of I am not alone in this. Uh, I'm your average 21 year old (laughs) uh, living in Austin, Texas, just trying to figure out life along the way. I've been doing this podcast for nearly three years now and I've just gone through so many shifts and changes, not only in life, but with this platform and with Instagram. And so it's always fun to have people along for the ride. And if you're an OG, if you've been here for all of it or for some of it, uh, that always makes it extra fun to have some (laughs) people that know the backstory behind things. But I'm swooping in tonight, today, whenever you're listening, with this solo episode. It's a Sunday evening. I've been working on the Sunday scaries by trying to get a few little things done off my to-do list before starting the week. Had a longer day at work, so, you know, might go to sleep by 9.30 p.m. No shame in the game, but wanted to come on and just chat for a bit and touch on not only some life updates, but just some thoughts and experiences and moments that have happened lately that might resonate or, like I said before, provide some comfort for you if you've just been feeling somewhat similar lately. Uh, One thing I wanted to start on actually was a sort of fun night, fun moment, fun experience the other night that had me kind of like testing a lot of issues I've been working through lately. And I'll sort of dive right in, but there's, I work at Two Hands Cafe here in Austin. And in the upper floors of this massive building complex we're part of is this club called Soho. It's not, it's more like a social club. They're in New York City, they're in LA, they're in a few other major cities And like I said, I I would describe it as a social club. You know, you pay to have a membership. It's bougie. It's fancy. You know, it's elite, whatever you want to describe it as. It's you can't get in. It's exclusive. It just has a lot of hype around it, right? And so us at Two Hands have always kind of joked about like getting in and how we would be like misfits and walking through there. You know, this like bunch of artsy young 20-year-olds, just complete opposite vibe, you know? And so the other day, we had a friend that works there, and she got us on this list to get in. So about four or five of us got all dressed up. Like, we went to the nines. I decided to wear these, like, chic leather pants that I've had in my closet for, like, two months now with this cute, like, shifty shirt. Like, I don't know. It was like a – it used to be a – I thrifted it. It was like a baby blue sheer dress, like, gown. And it was sheer – And I didn't like the, you know, I just, what's not my vibe to go out and wear and have people see right through and see my underwear or the thong or whatever. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this into something I can wear, like a shirt. (laughs) So I cut it into this kind of cool crop and it's loose and flowy and satiny and baby blue. And I paired that with the leather pants and I got my black boots and my hoop earrings. And I recently cut my hair short, so it's all like curly and wavy And the event we were going to at Soho House was a jazz night. So I was like, this is perfect. And you know that TikTok, the trend go around, like they understood the assignment. I think like the four or five of us that went just completely understood it. Like my friend Belle, she's such a powerhouse and she wore this like black pantsuit. And then our friend Drew wore this like phenomenal outfit and jewelry and just like so sleek. And then 
like our two other friends had these beautiful dresses on and it was just so fun. So we like pre-gamed at Two Hands. We had like Aperol spritzes and sangria and food. And then we go up to Soho House and it's just this like, as I described, like two to three story complex. And we're like wandering the hallways, like drinking the night away and going to the jazz room and finding people to talk to. And it was just such a fun experience and something that I just kept thinking, like never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined myself here. Yet here I am. And yet throughout it all, I was very aware of these internal struggles and battles that I've been facing for years that have been coming to surface much more of late. And those are body image issues. That's food insecure, er, not food insecurity, but food fears and like old thoughts around quite at the end of the day, like my body in regards to how it looks and in regards to XYZ affecting it in said way. Right. So that means throughout the night getting having so much fun, then all of a sudden being so, 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 so insecure about my body and my bloated stomach and my like lately I've just been feeling like my face is so like round and soft and not like I'm used to it being. And I just kept like these little insecurities kept popping into my mind. And thankfully I was having fun and I had some drinks in me. So the thoughts would sort of like fly in and fly out. But it was still just at the end of the night, I was really reflecting on it. And in regards to like food fears, things like that, right? Like I've gotten a lot, lot better, but there are definitely still things that I'm working through. And alcohol, I've never really drank before in my life, never felt called to. It wasn't really in my friend group. And then I got the hep C diagnosis and I couldn't drink alcohol. And then I was so sick for so long that the thought of drinking anything that might make me feel sicker was more sick was just horrifying. And so it's only been in the last year that I've even started to drink. And so I've never really had that issue of like, right, where I think a lot of people fall into in high school, college and beyond of like drink calories. And on that note, like I've never been a coffee person. I've never been a latte person. I've like, I grew up with spring water, which is the best tasting water in the world. So I just loved water and like fresh juices, which, you know, scoff as you might. As a kid, I liked pop, but then in my disordered days, I like got that out of my life, blah, 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 whatever. And so in this past year, I've really started to like fall in love with the idea of just like a comforting latte in the mornings. And it's not something that you need or it's going to like necessarily satisfy your hunger, but it's just comforting, right? Or it becomes a routine. And the same goes for alcohol. Like I, I've really had to come to terms with the fact of like, wow, like I've never thought about alcohol as these like caloric intake that doesn't satisfy hunger, doesn't do this, why, right? Like I've always had that mindset with food of like food is fuel and it does this. And of course I have my comfort food and, you know, emotional eating happens, but like I've never had that relationship so strong with drinks in my life. And so, you know, we're going through the night and I'm like, drinking and drinking and not not to an unsafe point just to like you know we were out for hours so it was like I'd sober up we'd get a little bit more blah 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 and I just kept like feeling in the back of my mind like all my fears about like oh this is too much sugar and this is like all these empty calories and how is this going to affect my gut and how is this going to impact this and this and this and I just was getting so sick and tired of it because I'm like wow Emily you go out once, what, maybe like once a week, once every two weeks, and like you can't even have fun? Like where are these voices coming from? Like what is happening here? And once more, thankfully I was with friends, you know, I was kind of like ignoring it in the moment, 
But then the next morning came and I woke up and I mean, just being honest, I felt like such the urge of like how I see certain people on Instagram be like after their weekends out, right? And they're like, let's go to the sauna and drink green juice and do all these things like, quote unquote, like clear my body. And while I know some people have to do that for certain conditions health wise, I just had to keep reminding myself like I don't need to do that. I can wake up. I cannot work out. I can choose to walk timber and be gentle with my body, drink lots of water, but still eat and still go into work and still have a great day. I can still have that latte, even if it's not like, right, I'm not counting it as a meal or a snack. I'm just getting it because I wanted something warm to sip on throughout the workday. Like it just, it took work and it really took me like thinking on things and really applying these tools that I've been building over the past few weeks and months but like, damn, it was hard. And I just, I've been reflecting on it a lot lately because, you know, I've been going out a bit more in the past few months and having more fun with friends and just like really trying to push these like fears and boundaries that I still have around food and all that stuff. And I mean, it, you know, it, it gets easier over time, but it still takes work, still takes like, I don't know, like a self, that self-awareness of identifying when those thoughts and when those habits and feelings and urges come up and choosing in that moment how to engage right like that morning after I had quite literally two choices I choose to go the old way that I always used to do in the past and fall into diet culture thoughts of I should work out I should skip breakfast and I should do xyz to make up for the night before but instead I chose option two and this is after weeks and months of like practicing this and I chose option two and I chose to nourish my body instead with toast <laughs> and with a, a little walk with the dog and with extra sleep instead of trying to like do everything that diet culture and the extreme health community would guide me towards instead and then the next night I went out again and you know I wasn't drinking but we were still going out and we were getting food and it was it was like a lot for me right because that night I was kind of like oh yeah I'll have like just like a simple dinner and kind of like let my body rest up and everything but then it was after work and my friend was like hey let's go to this restaurant we want to try and so we went and we had it's like you know mind you it was it was gluten-free bread and it was like a vegan cashew ricotta but still like to be able to just like casually like eat bread and cheese for dinner with like some salmon tartare I think that's what it was at least (laughs) and then like some falafel and like not a big like vegetable heavy meal or not anything like super light like that was still challenging for me. And I feel like I need to be more open and honest about these moments to just help any of you that might be feeling frustrated or alone in these struggles. Like recovery, and I've said this so many times, guests have said it on the podcast as well. Like recovery is a roller coaster. You have highs and lows and there are still challenges along the way. There are things that will pop up that you thought you were over, but you're actually not. There'll be little things that pop up that you didn't even know were living in your mind from diet culture. And there will always be new influence from diet culture, you know, flooding your feed on Instagram, flooding your world in the media, flooding your world through friendships and things you hear and all of these things. And so it's just about having that resilience time and time again to A, be open to trying, B, be open to perhaps making little mistakes along the way, but they're not even mistakes because you'll learn from them and C, just continuing at the end of the day to choose to the best of your capability, the choice that is most aligned with the life you want to build, which is hopefully a life with recovery, right? And freedom from food fears and diet culture and body dysmorphia and 
all of that jazz. So I know that was a bit of a ramble. And I'll probably listen back to this later and think, Emily, what the fuck were you talking about? But these were just my thoughts. I was just spitballing. And I think sometimes personally, those types of little like spitball vent sessions relate the most for me at least because I'm like, yeah, this is how my brain actually works. And I don't know. I always think of it as like a monkey mind, which I'm actually reading this book right now by... I think it's Ramit, shoot, I forget his last name, but it's called Think Like a Monk. I'm going to put it in the box down below. I'll link it and I'll share it on Instagram as well. But I mean, wow, I'm like 30 pages in and already I'm like, this is going to change my life. Not in some huge dramatic way, but in like these mindset shifts that I'm already like, wow, wow. Okay. Yeah that be me. And I need to work on that. And I want to work on that. And this book is about to show me how to work on that. And so I'm so excited to be reading it. I think in instances like that fun jazz night, and more to come. And in regards to that, like bit I said there about having a monkey mind, where I am just constantly like yo-yoing from one thing to the next, I'll be in a task and suddenly like I'm flooded with thoughts of what else I have to do, or I'm flooded by a thought of my body image, or by what meal I'm going to eat or something I said or something I did. My mind is just being pulled in 101 different directions. And at some point it does impact, right? Like my lane of focus and my work efficiency and even just like peace of mind, right? Like sometimes you just want to sit and eat a meal without thinking about 10,000 things. Or you just want to be able to like do a simple task without feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders because your monkey mind is bouncing through five different struggles that you're experiencing right now. And so that was a bit that the book was talking about a few pages ago, just the difference between like, I think they said a monkey mind and a monk mind. Maybe that's not right, but okay. I was correct. It is the monkey mind and the monk mind. Now they have some like not values, but just qualities, characteristics, I don't know, under each. So I'll start out with listing the monkey mind. Overwhelmed by multiple branches, Coasts in the passenger seat, complains, compares, and criticizes, overthinks and procrastinates, distracted by small things, seeking short-term gratification, feelings of demand, demanding, or entitlement, changes on a quick whim, amplifies negatives and fears, can be self-centered or obsessed in certain moments, multitasking, controlled by anger, worry, and fear, does whatever feels good, looks for pleasure, and looks for temporary fixes. Versus the monk mind, which is focused on the root of the issue, lives intentionally and consciously, compassionate, caring, collaborative, analyzes and articulates, can be disciplined in seeking long-term game, enthusiastic, determined, patient, commits to a vision, a goal, or a mission, works on breaking down negatives and fears, does self-care for the service of themselves and others, focuses on single tasks, is controlled and engages energy wisely, seeks self-control and mastery of the arts, looks for meaning and genuine solutions. Now, important, because if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I have some characteristics of monkey mind and some of the monk mind, that's the whole point, right? Like, just because you have a monkey mind doesn't mean you're demanding and entitled and critical and like a total bitch like it means that you can have these certain qualities and those might indicate that you're in a monkey mind mindset 
right? So for me, if I find myself, I, I get this a lot during the workday, right? Where I'll just suddenly be in such a like bitchy mood of like comparing and criticizing and like literally just like seeing the negative, seeing all the bad. And I'll realize after a while, like, wow, that was just such a monkey mind place where, you know, I'm working in the restaurant industry. Like I'm switching from host to bartender to server to dealing with a shitty customer to talking with a chef. Like I'm doing 101 little things. And so of course, like if I don't rein myself in or get grounded in between those moments, I'm going to be in this monkey mindset. I'm going to fall into those not as great qualities of mind versus the times I'm in the monk mind, right? And I am that compassionate self and I can focus on a single single task and I'm doing my self-care for the service of others and I'm providing for others and I'm working towards a long-term gain and I'm doing all of these like more feel-good qualities. And that's in the moments when I know, right, that I'm doing something quote-unquote right. Maybe it's because I'm catching up on sleep, I'm taking time for myself, I'm journaling, I'm doing self-care, I'm meditating, whatever it is, I think the key here is having an idea of those qualities, right? And knowing that when you catch yourself, when you build that self-awareness to catch yourself in these moments, you're able to identify like, okay, either I'm doing something quote unquote right here or something's off, right? Like why am I scattered? Why am I in this monkey mind? And I kind of wrote actually an Instagram post on this the other day too that I'll share here as well. It was just, it was propelled by reading that chapter in the book and it just really had me thinking. So I wrote, each day we are given the choice to see the world through a new lens. We can continue to carry the view we held in the past or we can clean up our vision and see each day with clear sight. I'll get stuck in these cycles where one quote unquote bad moment turns into another, then another, and suddenly I'm spiraling. It'll last me days, maybe a week or more, in which my viewpoint is stuck in this seeking the wrong vision. I do this with body image, with work, with my personal relationships, and in the everyday experiences. Suddenly, a drive to work becomes triggering because I see the 101 things that could go wrong and nothing else, or that do go wrong and nothing else. One bad body image day turns into a week of self-loathing and making different decisions about how I eat, how I move through the world. Or one mistake at at work leads to a complete existential crisis of limiting beliefs and what am I even doing here? It's an extreme view of life, like tunnel vision. Eyes locked in as we continue moving in that same direction, blind to all that's happening around us. All of the potential good or growth or opportunity, joy and gratitude that oftentimes get missed in the lens of negativity. Now, we're not looking for toxic positivity, and we're not saying it's rainbows, sunshine, and butterflies every damn day, but we are looking to escape a cycle filled with just as toxic negative energy. We want to find that in-between juggle between having our hard times, yet remembering to seek the good again, too. And I think that caption really sums up what I'm working through right now as well, where I am in this place now of whether it's the body image stuff, the recovery stuff, ED stuff, health, work, whatever it is, I have these cycles that I get in. I have these past lens and past views that I've always seen the world through. And I'm now working to reframe those and see it with new sight. And I'm working to get out of that monkey mind and into the monk mind (laughs) so that I can think, just think, 
for myself, for who truly I am, and not with the imprints and influences of past Emily that was struggling so, so deeply with an eating disorder and with depression and anxiety and all of these things. And so that's where I'm at currently. And I really hope that the next time I go to jazz night, because it will happen again, I just want to feel grounded in myself. I want to go into it knowing that life is meant for living. Life has its hard times and it has its fun times. And learning to just be present in those fun times and not worry about the alcohol or the food or my body or how I look or what they might be thinking of me and just enjoy the people in the moment I'm in because life is way too damn short <laughs> for anything else. Maybe that's what I'm working towards. And so I'm going to wrap things up here because I actually think that came to a good conclusion. Go me. <laughs> but I really hope this resonated in one way or another. And if it did, please let me know. Y'all know I love to chat. I love to talk more, more so. So shoot me a message on Instagram at Emily Feichels or at Let's Starve Podcast. I'll link them below. And let's just connect. Let's chat. Let's shoot the shit. Let's like, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you if you're struggling. I'm here to chat if you need to talk things out. And whatever I can do, like you just let me know. So I really hope this hit home for you or got you thinking. Uh, you can always listen back to old episodes as well if you'd like more. And until next time, I'll leave it here. Bye.